just want to talk a little bit about discipline. Uh, I've always been scared to create a schedule because I've been scared that a schedule will keep me from creating what I want to create. Uh, but I woke up today and I think I have put this pressure on myself to stick to my schedule for the most part. And if I don't stick to my schedule, whatever I don't stick to rolls over into the next day. And so I am a, maybe not behind, but maybe not behind, but um, I have some things that I wanted to do today and I didn't do, I didn't get around to doing. And now it has to move over to tomorrow, which is fine. But it's interesting how when you have some scheduled day like I have had how things start falling into your lap but they start falling how how they usually do in an unorganized environment I've been learning a lot I've been learning uh Rick Rubin lost 130 pounds in 14 months going on a strict pro not strict but a protein diet with chicken and vegetables I believe so he would drink seven cups of protein and water powder and water a day and have chicken and vegetables for dinner I don't know if he had lunch or breakfast but he lost 130 pounds in 14 days today I went for a run um, with Josiah we ran about a mile I ran like a mile and a half at just like a 10 minute pace which is fairly slow I had a conversation with Jake about finances and I had the thought today while I was making a website that website designers get paid a lot, a lot of money and they don't really do much to be honest, at least from my perspective, I don't see that they do much. I don't understand code at all, but I do know that a lot of website designers in the 21st century do not need code um, and I don't need code at least so far. And I think it's just if you have aesthetic um, understanding and really I think that's it. Like if you understand aesthetics and you are good at completing a task, then you will be able to make a website. And I'm not the best aesthetically, but I'm growing. I'm learning graphic design and all of these things. But I am good at getting a task done. I am good at finishing. So I'm just confused at how website designers get paid so much money for designing websites because at the end of the day it's like four to ten page slide it's like a powerpoint of <laughs> things laid out and links that you can click but it's not difficult to embed a link in websites so they're getting paid they're like robbing people basically and so with that knowledge I will maybe begin robbing people and designing websites for an absurd amount of money. But outside of that I I had I had a conversation talking about um making money. And it was talking I was talking to Jake about real estate and he he just told me that he read Rich Dad Poor Dad and another book which I have on my reading list. And he said, you really don't need to know too much about money to get started. He flipped two homes in two years working at Wawa. Um, so that's like minimum wage. I'm sure he was a manager at some point. And so he saved more money. But he got a loan from the bank, bought a house, 
and kind of flipped it and rents out the home. I don't know if he still has both homes or if he has none or just one. But he said you don't use the money for yourself at first. You reinvest the money that you make off of the excess rent from the um, tenant and you put it back in the home and you just you reinvest your investments and this is what you do with the stocks as well if you're into stocks you reinvest whatever money you make for years and so you don't see the fruit of your work for a while and this is a very biblical idea uh, that one that I am becoming more aware of and becoming more okay with not seeing return for a matter of years on the work that I hopefully will consistently do based on my regimen and discipline throughout these years. I, I wasn't able to read really without falling asleep after five pages when I was in middle school and high school and even after high school when I was around 20. And once I was 21, I had tried to read so many times that I've gotten used to not falling asleep while reading. And now I actually get energy from reading. And But it's because I've put time in. And it's not even a ton of time. I, I've only finished maybe two books in my life. But I have read and started to read dozens of books. And so I have tried putting the effort in. And when you just put a little bit of effort in, your mind picks up um, on, on the, the rest and you become acquainted with it and you um, evolve to have a higher degree of understanding. And I've had a, conversations with friends in Dallas and they've said that you can tell when someone is reading you because they are more eloquent at speaking and communicating. And I feel like already you can tell that I've been reading just based on how I've been speaking now. I haven't really actually been reading much since I moved. I think I only read... Um, I, well, I'm reading this book called Listening and Interpreting. Um, it's a, I don't know, a review or challenge of Robert Lang's um, thoughts on psychology. And I really didn't know, but it's really just a book for therapists. But I'm reading it because I bought it, and I don't believe it's a coincidence I bought it. I think listening is extremely important in life. And I had a very great conversation about observation versus um, impulse. And Jake was saying that he believes impulse is the flesh. Impulse is this um, thing that is constantly running. It never stops. It's always fighting for your attention and it's usually winning because it's louder. So similar to politics, if you're the loudest, you'll win. And there's this other aspect of us called the observer. And the observer is quiet. The observer is behind your flesh. Your observer is quote unquote your spirit or your soul. And your spirit or your soul is divine will never end it has wisdom your impulses make choices without really thinking about them and I think there's something interesting about that because they can make choices that are correct or that are wrong they can make choices that uplift and they can make cho choices that affect you but the observer 
nine times out of ten will always make the wise decision because it observes, it listens, it it takes in what it sees in the world. And I think the goal is to make the observer more active in your life than the impulse. And as I've been just starting to do this daily routine and schedule, my impulse has little say because I have to stick to the schedule that I've created. And it's interesting how, and I didn't believe I would be this way, but I've been very aware of my schedule. And whenever I've been on my phone for a little too long, meaning like probably four minutes, I remind myself that I have a schedule to stick to. And the the reason the schedule works is um, you need to create a schedule around the desired life that you would like to live. And so for me, this had taken me days to create dreams, dreams that I want to accomplish in this lifetime, no matter how big, no matter how small. And so my schedule is around creating these dreams and making these dreams reality. So I have a schedule now that I can stick to. And in this schedule, I know it's for my benefit because it, it's it's there to help me achieve my dreams. And so it's like anything. It's like a teacher who gives you his homework, who assigns it to you, and you have to get it done. You have to finish it or else you won't get a good grade. And that's the consequence. For me, the consequence is much greater. I will fail to achieve my goals and most likely fall into a depression if if I do not really put my efforts towards achieving the goal. If I put all my efforts towards achieving this goal, I work hard, I'm diligent, I'm disciplined, and my dreams do not come true, there's less to be depressed about. And there's less to be sad about because I put the effort forward and it was just not meant to be. And God knows what is good for us. And so we can trust that. Um, I think there's a dying to yourself when it comes to observing the world around you. And as you go, you learn what is meant to stay and what is meant to go. So as I've been going, I've been taking notes in my little journal and today I filled about two pages pages are not that big it's about five inches by eight or nine so it's fairly small um and yeah I filled these pages up with thoughts that distracted me throughout the day and whatnot um I I read part of the brothers Karamazov listening and interpreting and I, I gave myself room in my schedule to adjust my schedule and for time to catch up and so on and so forth. I sound like my history teacher saying so on and so forth. I, funny enough, in my schedule have a movie time and a nap time in the same slot depending on how I'm feeling. And so I give myself the freedom to enjoy but also to study films and TV shows that I am interested in and also to nap. Albert Einstein napped uh, very often, almost every day, and he also slept fairly long. Uh, From what I've heard, Matthew McConaughey sleeps nine and a half hours. Albert Einstein maybe sleeps nine hours a night. Um, A pastor I look up to also sleeps nine hours a night. 
and sleep is very important and I don't think eight hours of sleep is optimal uh, yeah I think eight hours of sleep is is a, a goal but I don't think it's necessarily optimal so you can feel free to give yourself permission to sleep longer to take naps because naps um, optimize productivity in a way they definitely optimize creativity and sometimes your dreams will tell you things that you need to be listening to and paying attention to. It's all about the observer. It's about creating space to be present and to remind yourself to be present. So yes, I um, will be creating with my time a newsletter once a week that I will release. And in this newsletter, I will have shows I've been watching, um, disciplines I've been sticking to and how it affects me and and just random articles I've been reading and also how I've been feeling including some journals I'm supposed to upload a journal a day online right now I am working on a website and so I don't want to work on my website while I should be finishing up a different one I just would feel guilty about that but maybe I'm being lazy instead of guilty I think uh, I was listening to Matthew McConaughey and Joe Rogan, and Matthew McConaughey was talking about how he um, he he's been journaling for thirty two years or so, and the reason he journals is so that for himself, whenever he's feeling positive, or Whenever he feels negative, he th he thinks back on his life when he was like young, and he would he would question to himself, "How come I don't journal when I'm feeling positive? I only journal when I'm feeling negative." So he began journaling when he felt good, which he began journaling eventually every day as often as possible, so that whenever he would feel down, he could go back into these journals and see what he was doing to feel positive. But also something that stuck out to me, because this is exactly how I feel about life, um, is most people tell you about failure, but they never, rarely do people take you behind the scenes of what success looks like. And so this is a little, well, Albert Einstein said, never reveal your dreams in life. So I'm, I'm trying to be very actually secretive about that. But I will say that on my way to my dreams, I do want to film what I've been learning and where I've been. And it's a difficult idea because it's going to be released into the world before I've seen success in a way. Uh, it's kind of the idea of buying real estate and investing in real estate when you others will not see the money that you have made because you keep reinvesting it into yourself. But it's this interesting idea that I love and that I'm trying to come to grips with, come to terms with in an existential manner of being okay, releasing things about myself into the world when I am still a failure. It's interesting how I question these things, but I go on my YouTube and I see so many videos that were not necessarily cringy, but um, just... I wish I would have planned more before releasing and creating videos. And so that's what I'm actually on the journey of doing right now, creating a plan before releasing, because it's more effective to have a plan, to have a schedule. In this way, when you become successful, if you become successful, you know why you became successful. 
it's like winning the lottery. If you win it once, there's no way to to know how to do it again, because it's all by chance. And so if you if you do something, but you don't know how you did it or why you did it, you will never be able to replicate success because you'll have to succeed again. And hopefully by the second time you succeed, you had a plan. And so now you can dissect the plan that you've created and see why it worked. Uh, and so that's where I'm at. I'm at the, the point of life where I am. I can't dissect anything. I'm, I'm trying. I'm failing. I'm uh, being. And as I seek to become... I am observing the becoming. I'm like a, a caterpillar that is that has a mirror pointed to itself, like a spirit outside of its body, hovering in the room, observing. Um, so, yes, I'm a fly on the wall. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna journal now. But yes, this was day one of my routine, of my schedule, and it has gone very well. I was not perfect, and I never will be, so there's no need to fret about that. I'll wake up again at 6 in the morning. I'm going to fall asleep in about 40 minutes, so I'm going to journal, spend time with God, and go to sleep. There's more to do tomorrow because I was not perfect, like I said, and I've left some things undone. But yes, good night.